Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What's going on, small business nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks Podcast. My name is Andrew. Like the intro says, I've got John with me every single week. We are, uh, we're buddies from ever, forever, forever, forever ago. We were roommates. We had a recording studio. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And we hang out every week, interviewing business owners, talking to them about their journeys, talking about ways that you can grow your business. And today is no different. Let's kick this thing off with an ice. Let's kick it. Ice, ice breaker. Okay, here's the icebreaker for you, Dr. Gene. Would you rather be able to turn anything into gold or turn anything into food at will? Oh, I'd be gold. I yeah. don't never need to eat. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I don't never need to eat anything. No, I'm, I'm good. You're good. Gold is great. <laughs> gold is food for you. Don't, food don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, gold can be turned into money. Money can be yeah. turned into oh, food. I'm yeah. square. You ever, did you ever see that thing about um, cows and different uh, types of um, uh, economic models and how, like, if you're a communist or if you're an entrepreneur or like what you would do with the cow? So entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are the kind of people that are like they would um, they they learn how to make money from the cow as opposed to either giving the cow away or killing it or whatever. Yeah, so I would think that once I had gold, I could I could yeah, do just anything do it. I wanted, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think, John? You know. I was kind of thinking the similar concept with the food. Like, if I could turn anything into food, that's a skill people would pay for, right? Mm, so easy. I could monetize that. So you're right. That entrepreneur mind is thinking in that vein. So yeah, and well, John, see, I don't like cooking, so uh, it, it, I, so I would not. <laughs> it, it, it'm, it's not that I'm not a bad cook. It's just you ask me to cook, I'd be like, oh, <sighs> just yeah, sounds like a chore. <laughs> it does, but you're making money out of it, and not hey, that's cool. Yeah. Man, I, you know, I'm torn. I think that but only because both of you already said gold, you know, that would have been my natural well, inclination. No, John right? said food. That's a cooking. Okay. That's oh, you said food. Okay. But okay. I was going to turn the food into money. So. Into, okay. Yeah. You're going to go the opposite way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm turning the gold into food and John's yeah. turning, turning the, the food, food into, into gold. gold. Yeah. She's <laughs> a bank. I am a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That's, that's amazing. So I don't know which one I would go with. I mean, I, I, gold sounds amazing. I feel like more people would fight over gold than they would fight over food. So maybe I wouldn't have to protect my, you know, ability as much. Maybe yeah. I wouldn't be such a high value target, but I do also believe that maybe there could be a lot of good that could come from turning anything into food. Maybe I could go be charitable in a way that is really impactful. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I'm just going to look at it from both ways. I mean, right. I think there's I could go to a third world country and turn some it, rocks into food for them, exactly. Right? Yeah. Cure the water situations, provide some food. I mean, I don't have to get rich, you know. I mean, I don't yeah. know. They're both they're both good options. See, I would think that I could take my gold and then buy stuff for people. Ah, you know, see, like, yeah, you could do that too. Yeah. We worked with a business owner who really um had a huge passion for a nonprofit. And she she was like, I, I don't know what to do. I was like, Well, if you make more money, you can give them more money and then they Ooh. can solve the problem, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. let's make some let's put Just it into more money. our plan. Let's yep. make some more money. And then you can feed your charity and feed your passion. 
That's right. Oh, well, mm-hmm. this has been a this has been a thought provoking icebreaker. I mean, better than yet, you know, better than others. I, yeah. I'm actually I'm happy with that one. Well, I've <laughs> got to do a formal intro for you, Doctor Gene. Doctor Gene Ausler. Uh, did I say it right? Ausler. Yes, mm-hmm. Otherwise known as the Results Queen, Doctor Gene has a PhD in business psychology and is considered one of the country's top business consultants, a top rated speaker, a world class business performance coach. She is the author of Give Up Goals and Results Are Yours. Using innovative brain science, Dr. Gene is the creator of a groundbreaking business growth system called the Caveman Brain Business Growth System, powered by Caveman Brain. Dr. Gene, I'm excited. I'm excited about talking with you today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on your on your podcast. I'm very excited to be here today, too. I have to tell you. It's awesome. So, okay. So I, I just have to ask. I mean, because I have other questions written here, but I've got to take it to the, take it to the top. What led you to developing the Caveman Brain System? <laughs> Well, like every entrepreneur, business owner, I was struggling in my business and I couldn't figure out why I was struggling. So, uh, and being competitive as we all are, I was like, I'm going to make this better. So I hired four coaches because I truly believe that coaching is what makes you better. I didn't want to read a book. I didn't want to go to class. I didn't want to go to a webinar. I was like, I'm getting to the source of this challenge, which is me. So Mm -hmm. there's four different people that's going to work on me and tell me what's wrong with me so that I could get better. And then I could be moving to the level of that I wanted to in my business. And one of those people happened to be a Harvard neuroscientist. Hmm. And in working with the Harvard neuroscientist, I realized it was not my skill set. It was not my mindset. It was not my structure. It was not any of the things that I was doing. It was my mindset. It was what's called the amygdala. It's a almond shaped part of your brain sits in the back. And it's your internal protection system. Think flight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. So it was these limiting self-beliefs and these, and very in the unconscious point of place, it was not things that I had been thinking about or dealing with that were holding me back from being more successful. And once I learned all about that, I was like, okay. So then I was on a journey. I got this. I'm all on this, right? So now I'm on a journey to fix myself, be able to break through the ceiling that I was experiencing now that I knew what it was. Um, which then once I did that and I, that's how I created the system, I started teaching my clients. My clients were like, this is awesome. We got to get the word out to everybody. I went and got a PhD in business psychology because I was like, well, okay, if I'm doing this brain stuff. I had to be crazy first. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I got to be legit on this stuff. <laughs> um, and then people are like, well, now you're Dr. Gene. Cause I used just to be Gene, the results queen. I'm all about getting a result. Yeah. And when I, you're not getting a result for yourself, then well, how do you teach other people to do that? Now I'm Dr. Gene, the results queen. So that's how Caveman Brain came about. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. You're basically yeah. a superhero now. I know. <laughs> she kind of like nonchalantly went over that. So yeah, I went yeah. and got a PhD. Yeah, no big deal. Like, like I went I'm, down to Walgreens I'm and Dr. picked Gene up, you know, a bag of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh well, my you know. gosh. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's, that's really cool. So I guess why don't you take us even further back? What was your first job? Like what were you doing prior to what you're doing now? How did you get the title results queen? Like what led you to that moment? So, uh, I don't know about you, but in my business, we're always asking for feedback. We think asking for client feedback is super important. Are you hundred percent satisfied? Is there anything else we can do for you? Mm -hmm. Research shows that people, if they're hundred percent satisfied, they're going to stay with you longer. If they're even like 99%, they're not. And people would say to me, "You're, we love the results we're getting with you. We've gotten more results with you than anybody else. It's like you're the queen of results. And we kept hearing that over and over again. So I called up my IP lawyer and said, I think we should trademark 
Jean clean up results? And my IP lawyer said, oh, no, we're not doing that. And I was like, why? He said, because you're going to be Gene the results queen. That's way better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we registered Mark Gene the results queen. And that's That's so cool. Yeah, it really came from client feedback. We really believe that uh, client feedback is the way to go. And that's how Mm -hmm. you run a business. That's amazing. So there's right. something that you are passionate about that is is um what's the word I'm looking for? It's different perspective or maybe an opposing view than what we have maybe talked about in past episodes around goal setting. There was something right there in your intro, uh, your book, Give Up Goals and Results Are Yours. That that makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie because I've got <laughs> business coaches and advisors that have said, you know, you know, if they're not written down, they're not really goals and blah, blah, blah. You know, so how did you get to that? How are we, why are we giving up goals? So there's a couple of things. Uh, a lot of times when people come to us to work with us, they're stuck. Uh, they've yeah. tried everything. It's a magic bullet. It's a, it's a silver bullet. It's a magic pill. They're just stuck. And I say to them, okay, well, let's start with your goals. What were you looking to achieve? And then they tell me that. And I say to them, okay, what did you do to achieve that? And then often what happens is they start on their little journey. No offense when I say little, because it could Mm -hmm. be big. And somewhere along the way, they get lost. And then the goal never gets accomplished. Yeah. So what I said to them is, well, what if we change that to an outcome? Meaning this is the result I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I want this outcome. This is what I want to achieve. And caveman brain, believe it or not, its whole purpose is to make sure you don't die. Like that's it. It scans the horizon looking for danger, right? So you don't die. So that's a big outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So it only really knows about outcomes and results. doesn't really know about this goal stuff. And when you start to do research around goal setting is most people don't accomplish the things that they set out with. It's a very small percentage of people. It's It's a small percentage of people who actually write down their goals, even smaller percentage of people who actually achieve them because they're often things that our brains can't figure out how to get you to. So when you change the word goal to result and you start to think about what's the outcome I'm looking for, your brain goes, oh, we're looking for this outcome. Like I want to find some food or I want to buy this car. And then the brain will reinforce you with different types of chemicals to say you're doing the right journey. So think about it this way. If you're going to climb Mount Everest, you don't say, well, my goal is to climb Mount Everest. You go, I'm climbing Mount Everest. I got to get a base camp one. I got to get a base camp two. Yeah. I got to go through the dev zone. Yeah. I got up here. Now I got to get back down. Those are all very achievable, measurable things. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, I have this goal. And what happens is when you write in goal setting, most people write, I, I want to climb my numbers. And then they never do. And that's the other thing is goals tend to be a little unrealistic. As opposed to saying, what's the outcome I want, which is always, always realistic. So that's how I came to the fact of, my again, my clients. Goals weren't working for them. And once we changed that around to results and outcomes and what we're achieving and then measuring it on a weekly basis, they all achieved it. Again. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. I got to be the result queen. That's <laughs> that's that's seriously impressive. I actually was just called out pretty uh pretty not harshly, just lovingly, um, by one of my my friends and mentors. We were at lunch and I was I was kind of sharing with him some challenges around our sales, uh, you know, kind of our sales process and like the results that I was seeing from some of our sales team's efforts. And he was like asking me some questions. He's like, Hey, Andrew. And I was like, what? He's like, it's your fault. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, wait a second. Like, what do you mean? 
And so he, this guy, his name is Evan. He's an academic coach, great guy. Uh, he said that one of the things that he focuses on with his students is focusing on if you focus on the the efforts and the things that it's going to take to be successful, he doesn't care what your grades are, right? He'll even tell your parents like, hey, stop giving him a hard time about his grades. He's He's working on time management. He's taking notes. He's doing all the things that I've taught him to do to receive the outcome that he's after. And he's like, Andrew, you're too focused on the results. You're too focused on selling you know, uh, two websites a month, four websites a month, blah, blah, blah. And you're, you're focused on that aspect, right? And you're not focused on what it's going to take to get there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, like you're so, you're so right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you're speaking, like that's the same advice he just gave me, right? Like mm-hmm. the idea is that my goal is to sell four websites a month. My goal is to bring on X amount of dollars in recurring revenue. And yes, those are things that I need to be top of mind as a business owner, but I need to be more focused on investing in my sales team and my own team's deliverables that need to take to get to that result. Mm-hmm. So we call that's amazing. That, we, well, we call that Z, something that we created also called, we call that Z to A thinking. So the idea is that, so you're starting with the A, I want to sell more, blah, blah, blah. We say, okay, what's the outcome? So the outcome is I will make X by, I'll be making X. How do I yeah. do that? Then you move from X, so you move from Z to Y. Well, I'm going to sell four a month. You know, then it's it's this, then it's X, then it's so you work backwards of all sure. the steps. And then once you have all the steps, you can play them forward. Mm-hmm. So rather than looking at it as A to Z, you look at it from Z to A with the outcome first, and then thinking about the steps that it's going to take you as you walk backwards. Mm-hmm. Once you play it forward, you know exactly what steps to do to achieve the outcome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's I, cool. I know it was a gut check for me. I was like. Oh, it is my fault. <laughs> it is my fault. <laughs> I don't want it to be my fault. I want to blame somebody else. I have enough things that are on my on my Someone shoulders. As the business but... owner, it's always our fault. When always. is it not? Fault? Absolutely. Always. So know that. what do you think is the number one thing that holds business owners back from being successful with their business growth? Caveman brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... I mean, it's, it's it's stuff that we tell ourselves all day long that mm-hmm. is just not truth. And we're not even listening to the things that we tell ourselves. Um, so like, I want to grow the company. Well, how do I do that? I mean, I just was on with a business owner this morning. Uh, she had to fire someone and she's all in her head about firing this person. And I said to her, you know, the person already fired themselves, right? Mm-hmm. She said, what are you talking about? I said, they didn't, you know, employees don't show up to screw up. They show up to do the best possible work. and She's not doing the work. And you've given her lots of coaching and, and consulting, and she's not doing the work. Guess what? She yeah, she's did it herself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just doing the, the you're doing her a service by letting her go because she doesn't have the courage to jump off the cliff herself. So you're helping her to a you're loving her out the door, as Alan Malally would say, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, and I've met Alan and I've hugged him and I've kissed him. And he's like <laughs> the best CEO ever. I mean, and talk about. Ford being a family-owned business, it is a large company, but man, Alan t- says some really great stuff because you love the person out the door so they can find the next place. There's nothing wrong with that. Wow. So it is really this. And I think for lots of us, we're so busy working and doing and stuff. We don't gut check. What are we saying about ourselves? What are we saying to other people? What's the thought process that's going there? Yeah. So when you work with a client, I mean, how do you how are you personalizing your approach? Because obviously you have your your caveman brain, you know, system, but how are you personalizing this to meet the needs of each of your clients that you work with? So what's interesting about the system is that it's four phases. 
alignment, accountability, expansion, mind junk. And if you learn those four phases, you will go through those four phases throughout your natural born growth career. Mm -hmm. If you know where you are in those phases, then you can move yourself to the next phase. And the idea is that you have to be comfortable doing everything. So we give you the framework and then we help you develop what is comfortable for you. So it's customized enough for you Mm -hmm. that you can go out and do it. Because if you don't feel comfortable, caveman brain is going to prevent you from moving there. Mm. I feel if like you don't not. know how to do it, if you don't know how to do it, caveman brain definitely prevents you from getting there. Cause again, it's like, we don't want you to die. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Not much that's going to kill us nowadays, but you know, think about it, fear of rejection, fear of failure, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, losing money, status, reputation. I mean, all that stuff can hold us back. It's so crazy. Just how much, how, how self-limiting we are to our own selves. And, and it's, that's so that sucks like really like if i just sit here and like think about it like i sit back in the chair and i think about that while i'm talking to you it's just like shit like excuse my language but like i could be anything i want to be but me is holding me back like mm-hmm. what the heck like mm-hmm. why do you th- i mean obviously there's the there's the whole brain psychology aspect but why do you think it is that we are so focused on self sabotaging <laughs> <laughs> well so we talk about this too it comes from four places it comes from your childhood, it comes from mm-hmm. your parents, it comes from your culture, and it comes from your life experiences. So when you can start to think about where those four things are and why we're, again, we're self-sabotaging ourselves because our brain wants to keep us in a comfortable place so we don't die. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that we do as business owners are incredibly risky, mm-hmm. right? So we have pretty high risk tolerance, but then eventually we hit the wall. And where does it come from? So like I tell this story, when I was... Uh, when I was little, when my, my son was little, he said to my mom, what does mommy do all day? And my mother says, without, without missing a beat, she talks to strangers. Now, I don't know about you, but my mother, when I was really little, was like, you can't talk to strangers. And I was like, okay, so when was I given the permission yeah. to talk to strangers? And now she's telling my three-year-old kid, oh, yeah, she talks to strangers all the time. So, you know, like, what's that all about? And I'm kind of like, ah. Oh. Don't tell them that. <laughs> Don't tell them that, right? Like, oh yeah, you talk to strangers. It's all fine. <laughs> so, and, and that's an easy one. But there's a lot of other things that hold us back because we just learned it from our childhood, our children, yeah. our parents, right? Like, we and even our our cultures, our society. Like, we have to be the smartest person in the room. Why? Because we're conditioned from the time of kindergarten to the time you finish school. The person raises their hand the fastest. And answers the question correctly is the smartest person in the room. We call that smart person syndrome. Mm. But the reality is, is that if you ask better questions, then you're more likely to get to the result you're looking for. So you have to become a better question answer. So mm-hmm. when you think about why, you know, and we actually eliminate the word why from our vocabulary, what makes me want to sabotage myself? Ask that yourself that question and then start writing down the answers. And then probably aren't going to be happy. <laughs> well, you might not be, but now you've got the things that you can fix, whether yeah. you do it with your coach or you do it through your mastermind or you do it through learning, formal or informal. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you walk us through maybe some of the process of working with a client? Like, how do you achieve, how do you, how do you help shift their mindset? How do you help them get to their goals? Because, like, mindset is obviously such a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of, um, you know, these mind mindset coaches out there and like, you know, uh, people that just are always screaming positivity. And then you got the David Goggins of the world who are just telling you that you're a stupid person, you know, like (laughs) there's like a variety of different angles that people take, um, you know, kind of, how do you handle that? 
So we look at it as skill set, mindset, toolkit. So you have to have those three things. And we really believe that if you if you have, we call it our, our A system because we want you to be an A person. Mm-hmm. So you look like attitude, aptitude, altitude, you know, that gets you to the place that you want to be. And the fact is, is that, um, I hate to say this, but there's really nothing new under the sun. It's mm-hmm. all about how you hear it mm-hmm. and from who you hear it from. So my daughter was a competitive equestrian. Jumping a horse over a fence is the same whether you're, no matter how you do it, it's the same mm-hmm. process. And I remember chucking her horse and her trainer to the Olympian and the Olympians working with her. And in about, I don't know, six minutes, he's, he's, she's doing something she's been working on for six months. And I turned to the trainer and I said, why is it that he can make her do that? You've been yelling at her and for six months. And he was like, different voice. Yep. Different voice. And that's really what it comes down to is who are you listening to? And so the David Goggins of the world, like you suck, might be good for you versus the positivity person of like, yeah, it's all sunshines and roses, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really yeah. And David, hear. David's David Goggins' voice works. I'll tell you um from personal experience. So David Goggins is a a, a past client of ours, um, a friend. And I went on tour with him, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And I had the year before I had seen him, I was skinny. I had lost a bunch of weight. I was looking good. The next year, life was good. I ate a little bit more. I was pretty fat. And David Goggins has no problem telling you where you stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, hey, man, you kind of got fat. And I was just like, I, it was kind of hurtful. <laughs> it was kind of hurtful at first. But then I was like, he's not lying. He's not lying to me. He's not. And he's not. I, and I knew that he was not shaming me or trying to make me feel bad about myself. He just expected more from me. We had spent Mm -hmm. time together. He knew what I was capable of. And sometimes you do need to hear a voice. And sometimes it's a voice you don't want to hear. And it sometimes comes out a way that you don't like to hear it. But Mm -hmm. I think you have to be willing to do that. I mean, talking about toolkit, what are some of the things that, because obviously as much as you would love to serve every single person out there, the reality is everyone's voice, everyone needs a little bit of a different thing. So what are some Mm -hmm. tools that you could maybe tell people about that could help them in their own journey? Oh, so we talk about things like, well, I just told you about smart person syndrome. So you can work on that. We give you Z to A thinking. So you just told you about that. But we always tell you people to focus on the what, not the how, because we always tend to focus on how are we going to do that? and How are we going to get there? Focus on what you want. You're going to get there. And we teach people things like the six killer questions. So you can ask the same six questions over and over again and get the same result, whether you're doing leadership or in personal or in business or in life. So what challenges are you facing? Uh, or what made us decide to meet today? What challenges are you facing? What outcome are you hoping to achieve? How's the decision going to be made for us to work together? What concerns, if any, do you have? And when would you like to get started? Those are the six questions. So you can modify those six questions in any way, shape, or form you want. But the idea that when you say to us, like, how do we work with, you know, like, how do clients come to us? The reality is, is what is it that you're looking to achieve? That's the mm-hmm. first question we ask. What is it that you want to achieve? And then we will get you there. And people are like, no, wait, well, yeah, whatever it is, tell us what it is you want. And mm-hmm. We'll get you there. That's our job. And we offer a money back guarantee. So if we don't wow. do it, we'll wow. give you your money back. Now, in the 20 plus years I've been doing this, I've never, I'm going to knock on, I guess. Right. No, <laughs> we've never had to give any money back. We've actually stroked checks to clients because we are a highly prescriptive um, organization system. And if you don't like it, look, there's many paths to heaven. We'll find the way that make you feel comfortable because you've got to feel comfortable in order to do it. But once, you, once you're in it and you said, yeah, I can do it, then we're going to hold you accountable. And that's the other thing is 
while there's lots of different types of coaches and consultants, it's the accountability that also helps you get there. Most mm-hmm. of us don't have really good accountability. So if, and again, from my equestrian days with my kid, I read a book by an Olympian. He said, horses are like humans. They're lazy and you have to motivate them to do something. And I thought, wow, humans are lazy and we've got to motivate them to do something. Okay. So that accountability is huge. Is and So between the result and then mindset, toolkit, and the skill set and holding you accountable will get you where you need to go. Mm. I like that you mentioned like the accountability aspect because I was, yeah. I was thinking, I was, you know, my brain's constantly thinking, I've got questions written in front of me and then questions that are my brain are populating, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the questions I had was like, how important do you think community is for, for entrepreneurs, for business owners? Because mm-hmm. that's the one area I feel like people don't always relate to business owners. Like it is a kind of a lonely, weird world. So can you speak to that? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is a lonely weird world. Well, you, when I was a, when I was a, I'm going to still am a mom, but when I was a young mom, it was like, I'd stand on the playground and there was like the people who were the stay at home moms. There were the people who their employees. And then there was me who was running a company. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, um, you know, I have this tax problem that I, you know, like I, I, that, you know, like I owe more taxes than I, cause I got this large check at the end of the year. And yep. you want to talk about that on the playground? And they kind of look at you like, wait, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then, you know, I got this employee that, uh, wait, what? Employee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you have a, so I think the challenge is that, that um, to me, entrepreneurship is a wonderful way of being. And we work, um, we actually have a nonprofit organization called The Other Side of Mommyhood, where we want to help women become entrepreneurs because we really believe that is the way of life. I love it's that. better to be an employer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, is, it is a wonderful thing. And it is a different mindset. You know, you do take risks. You do think differently. But at the end of the day, you're either going to work for a corporation or you're going to work for a business. You know, mm-hmm. like, so why not work for yourself is how it works. And, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are introverts. So it's hard for them to find a community because they're like, I've spent all this time with all of you mm-hmm. running this today. And I need some time to rejuvenate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, even masterminds can be kind of tough too, you know, because I've been... And I've been a part of multiple masterminds and some have been amazing and some have been like, we were so, uh, this, you know, unequally yoked in the sense of, you know, you guys are kind of first hundred thousand dollars in revenue, no employees. This next guy is $250,000 in revenue and, and him and one other guy. And then like, I'm up here at this next level. It's like, I have a whole team and it's like, although I enjoy the the feedback and value that I got from those people at those different stages, they weren't able to really offer me much value because like I was at another stage where mm-hmm. I needed to be around people that have already been where I was at so that they could give me like kind of the pathway. And so I, I've even personally found like challenges, like challenges there is like finding people that are at the same level of the journey or hopefully ahead of you than where you're at currently. Oh, I agree with that. I, I say to people, when you find like-minded people, you hold on to them with two, two hands because it's really hard to find people that are just, that make a ton of sense for you. Yeah. It, and, and once you hold, find them, hold on to them because they're rare. And that's another thing we teach people is you got to meet people where they're they're at. You know, everyone is where you are and everything. There's a fit, you know, find a fit pertains to all find a fit. So if you find a little nugget, it's all going to help you. Yeah. Hey, would you be willing to share a particular memory, like a a memorable experience working with a client who maybe used the system, who's like just elevated their experience and like really just leveled up in in their journey? Um, So I... (laughs) There's so many like, <laughs> like, like oh, okay. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna. Sh- I'll show this. 
So we were hired by a financial advisory firm um, who wanted to increase their business growth. And we started working. They had 18 people. We started working with them. And they never told us their target. They just told us we want to increase growth. We were like, okay. So we started working with them in our system. And uh, in the 11th month, they come to us and they said, we're so close. This is actually beginning of November. They said, we're so close to our, to our goal. Well, I was kind of like cringe when that happens. I'm like, to your result, okay. <laughs> We've never been this close. Like we haven't been this close in four years, but we're $30 million short. And I was like, okay. So he's like, like we could, if we can make $30 million in the next 30 days, we will meet our goal for the first time in four years. And I was like, game on, let's go do it. So we, uh, we were, we game on 30 days and included Thanksgiving. So I show up to the, in their offices at the beginning of December and I was like, okay, so how do we do it? Do we make 30 million? Cause we're keeping track. We're very good at metrics. We keep a lot of track on metrics on our clients. And they looked at me and they're like, Gene, we didn't make it. I was like, oh no. They said, yeah, we didn't make 30 million. Oh gosh. I'm so sorry. They said we made 40. I'm like, wait, what? Wow. They're like, we made 40 million in 30 days. I was like, yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's <laughs> We're awesome. like, yes, baby. But the way they said it, I mean, I literally was going to lie on the ground and cry. I was like, oh yeah. my God, I'm so, like, so sorry. I'm going to help you. But wow. yeah, they made $40 million in 30 days. And I was like, well, all right, then let's go. Let's get it up. Mm-hmm. And we've been with that company now six, six years, seven years. And they are grown. Like that was just the first year. And every year they've got consistent growth in the 30s. 30%, 35%, 32%, 37%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. So, mm-hmm. There's there's like a philosophy you have that I like, but I want to know more, which is don't get addicted to more, get addicted to better. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. Tell me about that. So we always think that we should be, especially as business owners, right? And entrepreneurs are always like more, 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 more. The reality is that more is not necessarily that great. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got hired by a, a, another company and said to us, you know, we've been growing really rapidly. We love working with rapidly growing companies. And they said to us, we're planning on growing you know, this amount. We're going to do four times. The challenge is we have a lot of problems now. And we think that as we get bigger, these problems are going to get bigger. And I was like, oh, yes. Duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right. So maybe we should fix now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is 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 the situation. So when you say like more, you know, because people are like more, 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 more. And I think better is better because if you don't mm. fix your problems when you're here and you want to be here, your problems are gonna get worse. So better is really more important than more. Because if you're better and you've got really good systems, you got good data, you got good people, then you can grow as much as you want. But when you have those problems, more is not necessarily a good yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I literally just had this conversation with one of our team members the other day. I was like, a lot of people have like aspirations to have hundreds of employees and a, a large tower with their name on it. Like, I'm good with a team of less than 10. Like, I, I'm willing to let every person that's around me be a millionaire because I enjoy like knowing everyone and, and having a pulse of what's going on. And I would rather spend all of my time and energy being better, right, than focus on just like this arbitrary number of growth that makes people think I'm a big deal. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care about that. Like, yeah, I want to have enough money to have a really badass office that we're all like, look at these digs. Like these are cool. But like, 
it could be a giant space with six of us. Like I'm cool with that. You know, like I, I have no problem with that. I just want to have a space that like our clients feel like they can have, you know, meaningful experiences with us and they can come use our podcast studios and they can come use our creative video studios and all these spaces. Like for me, that's way more exciting than mm-hmm. having tons of employees. Amen. Amen, brother. I'm right there. With you. <laughs> you get it. And, and, right. And, and I think really as business owners, we're often pushed by a variety of people to be more. Right. To, well, if you made a million dollars, why aren't you at a $5 million company? If you're a $5 million company, why aren't you a $12 million company? You yep. know, or if you're, or if you're half a million, why aren't you a million? Yeah. And there's, I think society pushes us there too. You know, if you think about YPO or WPO or EO or any of those initial yeah. businesses, it's like, well, if you're not here, you're not good enough. So it's let's like, get going. Yeah. It's like, well, that, yeah, what good enough is relative, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like, what, what do you want out of life? Like it's a, it's a conversation. Actually me and John had this conversation yesterday. It's like, what, like what's perfect, the perfect week for you, man? Like, do you want to be here five days a week? Do you want to be here two days a week? Do you like, do you want to have this ginormous salary? Do you want to be middle of the road and you're happy because you get more time with your family? Like those are such important questions because it builds, I think it builds a stronger culture. It builds better relationships with our clients. Uh, just, just overall, I think it's best to just know kind of what you want out of life and it's okay mm-hmm. to like want more as long as like there's like a good purpose behind it and good reason behind it and it's not just because someone else is telling you that you need more so right. really love that yeah well think about this how many of us as entrepreneurs even in the beginning of our entrepreneurial career how many of us thought about what life we wanted when we were so focused on our business and we're, mm. like our business becomes our mistress or or our spouse or you know like our best friend mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. we love it we want to be passionate about it and it's really what we give it and what it gives back to us. And none of us really think about it, at least in the beginning, maybe not even the middle. What is it that we want from life? What is this business giving us? What, is mm. it, what does it feed us? Mm. So there's something else that you say that I I hope that I delivered for you today, mm. but but it is to leave you better than I found you. <laughs> that that's that's an amazing that, that's an amazing message. What does that mean to you in your business and the relationships that you have with your clients? So I started this mission. When I first started my my company, I would get this from people. Uh, Oh, I hired a consultant or I hired a coach and I spent a lot of money and I got nothing out of it. I was like, oh, well, that's not really what I work on. If And that's one of the reasons why we have money back guarantee, because if you don't get what you want, well, man, we don't want to take your money. (laughs) That's that's just dumb. Yeah. So, you know, I said to them, well, I really want to leave you better than I found you. Whether you, whether you hire us or not, can mm-hmm. I give you enough information so that you can go out and do something so that you can be more successful tomorrow than you are today? And that has been the, that's been my mission for, uh, since I started the company with just me. And now like, like you, Andrew, I have, you know, I have eight people. Nice. I don't want to be any bigger. Yeah, right? like, it's good. We're good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's good. Like, it's hard enough. enough to do eight, that's right. eight people. It's not personalities. <laughs> totally yeah. Right. <laughs> And, and I was like, I never thought I'd have this many people. And all of them, one of the things that we, when we hire people is, it, does this mission resonate with you? Are you able to serve people so that you are giving them something that will make them better uh, and will help them? So we want to leave you better than you found, than we found you, however that might be. Mm-hmm. And all of our people have that um, passion to leave you better than we found you. So like today, one of the reasons why I'm so grateful today and thank you so much is to spread the word about caveman brain so that we can leave people better than we found them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so that, I think that's right. phenomenal. I mean, seriously, like that's just like what a statement and, yep. you know, a testament to the work that you guys are doing. I mean, I think that's really impressive. And I think that's like better than any money back guarantee that you could ever provide is like 
delivering true value into human, you know, interaction and to, mm-hmm. and to really helping people be better. I think that that's, that's super phenomenal. So I've got to do it. I've got to roll the sound effect. Hacks! All right, Dr. Gene, business growth <laughs> hack. You got to leave us with one. We've talked about <laughs> sentimental stuff. We've talked about gold. Now you got to leave us with some gold. How about a business growth hack for our listeners? Okay. So here's what I'm going to say to you. And this is, it's a simple hack. Forgive me for being simplistic. They often think that you have to start at the basics. And most of us don't do this as we get really, um, as we get more successful. Who is your ideal target client? And you have to be able to, to say in detail, like your science project. Remember when we like were in fourth grade, we all had yeah. learned about whales and we knew everything about whales, like down to <laughs> like, like why the blue fin was blue fin and why, the, yeah, we yeah. knew everything. <laughs> and, and most of us as business owners have lost sight about who is our ideal target client. You have to be able to, like, you have to, in the airport, you go like, that's my person right there. You yeah. can see them walking. You know exactly everything about them. And one of the things we find is when people, come to us, they do not know their ideal target audience like their science project. Mm. And then they certainly don't have stories stories and messaging that talks to those people in their language. We tend to talk in our own language as opposed to their language. So to me, it's a simple hack, but it's an, if you go back this weekend or tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this podcast, who is my ideal target client? Can I describe them like my science project? Lots of things have changed in the world. They've changed too. And you got to be able to have the messaging and stories to be able to find them. If you're standing in the airport going, that's my person right there. Let me go mm-hmm. find them. Let me go talk to them. Mm, Dr. Gene, you're speaking our love language, branding, yep. branding 101 right there. Everybody, yep. I'll listen to that advice right there. Customer persona, knowing yep. your target market, like, you know, your mom, your dad, your kids. That is so, so important. I, I think that you left us with the best simple advice you could possibly leave our listeners so thank you so much well hey i've got to do it why don't you give us a nice little pitch why don't you tell our listeners how they can support you how they can find you what they can do to buy your book what they can do to support the the amazing work that you're doing with the caveman brain i just think everything you're doing is amazing seriously well thanks andrew i appreciate that and thank you too john it's easy you can just go to cavemanbrain.com it's you know like everything's back to caveman brain yeah. So caymanbrain.com. And when you're there, you'll find free tools that we actually use with our clients that we're giving away because we want people to, if you want to DIY it, that's fine by us. There's free training. There's ways to buy the book or become part of the system. So it's cavemanbrain.com. You can find us there and follow us in any way, shape, or form from there, if that's what you choose. We love it. Thank you so much again for being our guest today. And what a great domain name. Look at you securing a good domain yeah. name and all. That is amazing. <laughs> all right, Dr. Gene, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.